0: Hello and welcome to the podcast on a very, very poor week in my opinion. How about yours, Ange? What did you think? Gutted, depressed, fed up, but there was a little bit of a light at the end of the Huddersfield Tunnel once um,
1: somebody had rammed the whistle
0: up the back orifice of Gavin Ward. Well, we're going to talk about Gavin Ward a bit more later. But firstly, we're going to have to go in with your prediction of two wins. That's gone straight out the windy. And at least I got one right because I said a draw, but I put that on Coventry. And I thought we are going to beat Huddersfield. So we were both pretty garbage this week at score predictions, aren't we? Not, not just
1: this week.
0: Every week. No, because I did predict a win, a loss. Oh, here we go. I me, predicted me, a me. loss against Fulham. So oh, I'm me, up. Me, me. I'm winning.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm winning. Fair enough, I predicted 3-0. But it was still a defeat. So I was right on that one. Yeah,
1: of course
0: you were. Right, so first we'll go into the Coventry game. Because obviously that was more midweek. Um... What did you have? What were your feelings on that? Because I'll be brutally honest and going with one word quickly: garbage.
1: Well, I'll go in with um, several words, uh, which will cover garbage. I have never seen, and uh, as long as I can remember, somebody going from so good against Fulham and being really unlucky not to get any points to abject. So. I suppose if they want to use one word, it's abject. They were rubbish. Nothing went right. They were slow to everything. I just came off feeling so, so depressed about that game. And um, I have to say that Bonham made three really good saves in the first half and then he should not have conceded the goal. A lot of people say he was helped a bit by the positioning of a couple of defenders, but I just thought it was pub goalkeeping. Um, And I'm not sure he's... um, He's ready for the first team but he's been put in because obviously we know Davis is gone and I'm hoping that uh, Huddersfield was his last appearance maybe a cup game occasionally for a while but no, we were rubbish and it was rubbish there's nothing else to say
0: Well, why why do you think we were rubbish though? The the thing that, that... A lot of people have said it's the manager. He got a lot of stick after the Coventry game, and w- with his formation, and it seemed like there was players all over the place at times. What What do you reckon the major downfall was? I just don't think the
1: players were good enough on the night. I, you can blame the manager all you like, and lots of people will always blame the manager because it's the easiest thing to do. But when you step onto that football pitch, I mean, we, there were people that used to say this about Mark Hughes when Mark Hughes was the manager of a, of the club before us. Um, He used to send them out to go in a formation and uh, and within five minutes the players themselves changed it and played the way they wanted to play and nothing was said because they won. Well you go over that line and you start playing for a football team, if you can't play in a certain formation, play as you can. I just thought they were, um, I thought they were very poor, some of them looked very leggy, There didn't seem to be the industry that is necessary. Um, I just thought it was a, a poor day. The unfortunate thing is, when one player has a poor day at Stoke, it seems like all everybody else comes out and has poor games in sympathy with them. And so it was just poor performance. I, I, one thing I will say about O'Neill is I think his substitutes are normally too late and they like for like and they don't have an impact on the game. But then when you come on to Huddersfield game, I thought his subs were spot on. So I don't think you can blame the manager, but that's just me.
0: Right. Well, then, you were going to
1: blame him
0: are not you no I wasn't going to blame him I think at the, the end of the day the amount of games we had in such a short period yeah, it, it's, bad. It, it's difficult especially the injuries as well we're stuck yeah. between you know let's be honest our squad ain't good enough we know that for, especially with injuries to that squad as well I thought he did the best of what he could really I think the formation was a bit all over the place but you know he can only do what he can do Right, so now we're now moving to the Huddersfield the fr- under the lights on a Friday night and we'll do player 18 so we'll go straight in with Bonham. Give him a five. I don't think he's good
1: enough for the
0: first team but he's getting a five at the end. Hey, I'll go in with a three actually. I thought he was very much very much at fault for the first goal. Let it spin over his head. I think positionally he was poor game. <laughs> <ordinary. laughs> I know it was deflected, but it was still close to him, to be honest, for me. You just don't like him? I, I'm not saying I just don't like him, but I just don't think he's good enough for this for this level, no. to be honest. Okay. And I think we've bit, we've dropped a bit of a clangor here, in my opinion. I know Davis wanted to go, but for me, Davis was a far superior goalkeeper to Bonham in many ways. And I, I think this man is a third-choice championship goalkeeper, there's no question of it for me. Just, yeah. he, he, he makes a couple of good saves which we, we were talking about in Coventry but at times he seems like his concentration is a problem yes yeah, so I would agree with that and I think that, that's why I'm, I'm marking him low because I think he should have got his hand to that in my opinion right now for me I thought it was a, ta- a bit of a tactical genius stroke putting Ben Wilmot at right back but it really wasn't was it <laughs> <laughs> well he
1: was a tactical genius for Um listen it's not his position He got caught out so many times but the one thing I will say is he
0: stuck to it and he worked his heart out I actually quite like Ben Wilmot as a player but obviously that's his position and I'm going to give him a six. Well all the lies that come out there about liking Ben Wilmot have come out um, I thought, I'll give him a five I thought it was definitely, it's not his position you can clearly see that, he was completely outran which is weird really because I, I don't class him as a slow player um, but it he was, he was like a fish out of water It was a dodgy decision for me I didn't like it And to be honest Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on for five I thought it was a poor display Right, so we now talk about the lucky boy Hayward Bellish Because to be honest, he was lucky He didn't have a leg break I, the, the biggest compliment I can pay him Is that
1: um, If that had been some of the well-known players I'll just use a couple of names Messi, Ronaldo They'd still be rolling round the turf now. Um, it must. He was a very lucky boy. I thought he handled it superbly. He lay down a couple of seconds out of probably shock and pain. He got up, he showed the ref his leg, and he carried on. Um, he is a very, very lucky boy. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven.
0: Yeah, I'll go over seven as well. I thought not only was he lucky not to get a leg break, I think his reaction was good, but again, his positioning was good against Suddersfield. He was. He seems yeah. to read the he reads the game very well. He does for such a for such a young lad. He reads it brilliantly. He was getting in front of defenders all game. I, I, to be honest, I think without him, we probably would have lost that game. I yeah. thought defensively, he was very clever. He, he doesn't do a lot on the you know on paper when you look at it, but he, he tends to be in the right place at the right time, which stops a lot of attacks. And I've yeah. noticed in that with him, He's, he'll be a very good player in the future once he knuckles down a place where he can start playing. Hopefully, it's us next season, which we're going to talk about probably later in the, in the transfer roundup. But yeah, good display from Hayward Bellish yesterday, uh, sorry, yesterday, Friday. Right, so now we'll move into Phil Jagielke. Uh, the thing I like
1: about Jagielke is he never stops talking. He's a leader, whether he has the armband or not. I didn't think it was one of his best matches. Some of his passing wasn't great, uh, but I gave him a seven as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, t- to be honest, um, I thought it was quite quick yesterday. I'm going to go on for seven as well for Phil Jagielka because I think he's a really good addition. He do- he doesn't seem a player that's the age he is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. He still looks like a player that's like in his late twenties, ra- or early thirties, rather than a man who's almost forty. You know, he, he moved yeah. well as well. You know, to be honest, he's a quicker player than Daddy Bat. It's a great yeah, a great addition, to be honest, because he's he's a proper leader for me he should be captain I'll be honest with you from now from this point till obviously he retires or leaves I think he's a very good addition to the side defensively very strong leads his defence well which is what we've probably been crying out for now since Ryan Shawcross's injury and then leaving um, very good display again I'm very impressed with Jagielka, and it long may it continue Right, now we'll move into the left-back role, which, to be honest, I didn't really want to go on about, and that was uh, Josh Um, I thought Tymon did okay. I thought some of his decision-making was a
1: bit questionable, but he
0: did okay, and I'll give him a six. Uh, I'm going to go on for four for Josh Tymon this week, because I thought, to be honest, he's just not a left-back for me. Um, I don't like him in that position, I don't mind him at left wing backs, it gives him that little bit of freedom to move forward, but yesterday he did his marking well, which he'll, which was why he's got a four, but everything else was poor for me, I, th- I thought he was out of the game, I thought he was slow to react to things, again he was back, going back to what we were talking about, about two months ago where he was walking around with his mouth open again rather than getting stuck in, and I'm, ju- I just, I'm just not rating him at the moment and I'm I'm, I'm a little bit sick because I wanted to see more of, of Dougherty to be honest Yeah,
1: well but,
0: you could watch him on playing for Cardiff this afternoon Yeah, which is a shame Right, so now we'll go into Varancic. He's, he's class, isn't he Varancic. He, he, he holds the ball up well
1: uh, I mean, he actually put in a few defensive tackles as well uh I was a bit disappointed
0: when he was injured, because I thought it was going to be quite bad, but apparently it's not as bad as everybody expected. I think I'm going to give him a 6-2. I'm going to go in with a 6. I thought he played well, to be honest. He he was a good link-up man. I think he was in the wrong position again. I think a bit too deep for my liking. Um, He was a bit unlucky. With a bit, bit, a couple of dink, dink efforts, he was trying to put foot forward. I thought, I thought he played all, all right till, of course, the injury. Obviously, my breath went when he, when he went off. I thought, yeah. here we go, another one out for three months. But like you said, from everything that's coming out, it's only going to be a couple of weeks or, or up to a month at this point. So, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, I'll give him a six. Right, so we move in to weird captain choice for me. Very strange captain choice, but Bakey.
1: Well, I thought the same, and I asked Michael O'Neill after the game. I said many people, meaning really me, uh, were surprised with your your choice of armband. And he said that he didn't have to give Jagielka the armband because he's a leader anyway, and Lewis Baker's shown his leadership qualities since he's joined the club. I thought it was a very strange choice. I mean, he's not going to be the captain when the others are back on the pitch. Um, I didn't think he had a bad game. Uh, I thought the first half we were poor slow
0: to second balls and everything uh, but I'm going to give him a 7 uh, to be honest I'm going to go on with a I don't want give an 8 but I, I'll go on with a strong 7 as well I thought he played very well Luce Baker Friday night I thought his attributes were, were good I think he was strong in the tackle he was de- deflecting a lot of players away from where they needed to go and his passing was on song You know, he, yeah. he, was, he was actually talking well which is why I think a lot of people were thinking what's going on with him being captain but, yeah, I thought he played well for me, Baker, I, I, I can't complain against him. Right. I oh, I would agree with you then. Yeah. So we'll move now into the return, boy, of Jordan Thompson. You've been excited about this one, Ange?
1: You know what? I think Jordan Thompson's ability to influence the game changed as soon as he got booked by the very poor referee, Gavin Ward. We, we will do a referee rating, I hope, today. Uh, yeah. But I thought, given that, he handled himself really well because he... The bloke just wanted to give another card against Stoke straight, straight away. He just wanted to, to get another player off and uh, I thought he composed himself very well but he wasn't as effective as I was hoping he would be so for me he gets a six.
0: Uh, yeah, he gets a six from me. I thought, yeah, He's you're right.
1: that you're giving the same scores as me?
0: I haven't. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, but that's because, yeah, that's to be fair, he played all right. No, he didn't. Timon, I gave him a four, you give him a six. So... And the goalkeeper, I think, yeah, doesn't matter anyway. But but Thompson, I thought was all right. You know, he's he's returned from a bit of an injury that we didn't expect him after, but he he didn't really influence a lot, really, did he? He didn't have time to, to be honest. But yeah, it was it was an all right performance. Well, we'll judge him in the next game when he obviously returns properly. But he's he's been a big miss, and let's hope he gets fit as, as soon as possible. Right, so now moving to Campbell.
1: probably not going to get much sympathy and much agreement from you with this, but I thought he was pretty poor. Um, I didn't think he looked up for the game. Whether he's still struggling fitness-wise or not, I don't know. I know we can always swing a, a boot at something and score, but
0: I didn't think he was very good at all, and he's getting a four from me. Oh my God, I can't believe that. He's getting a ten from me, Campbell. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> Deluded <man. laughs> no, he'll get. He gets. He gets a two from me. Actually, Campbell. I thought he was off the pace. He he struggled to get in any sort of dangerous areas. I thought, to be honest, he should have gone off a lot sooner. Yeah. He, should, he, he just wasn't fit for me. I don't know what's going on with him mentally. I don't know if the, if he's struggling a bit with something. I, I don't know. But you know, he was unlucky not not getting a penalty because it was a clear foul for me. That was. Yeah. And.
1: Yeah.
0: On his foot. yeah he, he didn't play well at all Campbell to be honest and, and I, I've got in low because of that right so we're going to Fletcher I didn't think Fletcher was much better than Campbell, the one thing with Fletcher is he can hold the ball up uh, but I thought he got, look the first half was
1: dying, we know that for us but I, I didn't think he was um, he was very good
0: and he's getting a five uh, another four from me uh, with Fletcher I thought he was completely out of the game he just, for me, just he just doesn't get involved enough for me. And, and I think his age is catching up. The opposite of Jagielka, where you look at Jagielke and think he's still got it. Where when yeah. you look at Fletcher, I think it's, if it's one of them, which we'll obviously talk in the transfer market, if somebody come in, I, w- I wouldn't mind him going at all for yeah. me. And I said this at the start of the season, that for me, this would be his last season at Stoke, whatever yeah, happened. I and, right. and I think if, if something does come in from a burning we're going to talk about later, I would let him go now for me. Right, so now we're going to talk about PB.
1: Oh, is that what we're calling him now? Yeah. Are are you not just calling him Jaden anymore? Philogene
0: Bidace? That's the one.
1: Yes. I thought Philogene Bidace uh, looked a quality player, even uh, though uh, he's getting knocked off the ball a little bit. He's also quite strong and I thought he played reasonably well. Um, He certainly cracked the post with that shot um, which eventually we equalised in that particular
0: attack so he's getting a seven of me yeah i thought he was brilliant um on friday i thought he was good I, i'm gonna give him a seven um okay. I, I thought i like him i like his pace which is obviously something there i thought you know if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have equalized let's be honest um i don't sort of see him in that role to be honest from what i've seen of him i think he's better in a deeper position pushing forward uh, but a good performance for me I thought there was a good couple of bits of trickery as well like the, that Huddersfield couldn't handle they couldn't handle him and that's why he's a good player you always know a good player when they can't handle the pace that he's throwing out there and it was it a good performance but who are you going to go in with as your man of the match well I've got two actually and I'm
1: um, they both come off the bench
0: So did mine <laughs> Right, so we'll go into the subs first Alan for Thompson
1: I thought Joe Allen had one of his most effective games um, He's not played very well the last few matches But I thought he certainly did a lot of work when he came on And I actually thought the three subs changed the game for Stoke I thought they were really good subs Very positive subs Michael O'Neill gets a extra marks for that And I'm giving Alan a seven
0: A seven for a sub? Yeah uh, I'm going in with a four. No, I <laughs> can't go that low. Uh, I'm going to go in with a six. I thought he was very good coming off the bench. Uh, he, he changed the tempo a bit. And to be honest, at times when we when see him play, it doesn't look like he does a lot. But when we he doesn't play, if you know what I mean, it, it seems like we miss him. And when he came on, he did change the tempo of the game and it yeah. sort of got us yeah. back into it really. And, yeah. and I'm glad, I'm glad he came on, and yeah, he's getting a six from me, which everybody knows who listens regularly. That has a high score for a substitute. Right, so now we'll talk about Jay Brown for Fletcher. I thought
1: Jacob Brown, um, I've always said he does a lot of running. Um, he works hard. I thought he took his goal really well. Just before he scored, he'd had a chance. He swung a boot at one, and he should have probably done better with that. But it wasn't half a good goal. And here's
0: my joint man of the match with an eight. Ah. Well, I'm getting in with an eight as well, to be honest, for a substitute, which everyone knows is quite high, but I thought he came on and again, same as Joe Allen, influenced the game. It seemed like we had a, a point of attack when Brown came on, which is crazy when you've got Campbell on the pitch and Fletcher. But for me now, I think that's that game against Huddersfield cemented me now that Brown's got to start instead yeah. of Fletcher as that knock-on man. No, no, you, you were Fletcher all the way for six months. You know that. You, 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 <laughs> you did. You are on the laughing news today. I'm not because Nigel Johnson told me behind closed doors he's seen you on a stoke top and it had Fletcher on the back. I'm not. I'm not yeah, saying it's true, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't
1: have Fletcher on the back. It has.
0: Jason Bourne on the back of mine. Oh, Jason Bourne. He's not even real. It <laughs> <laughs> was to his real name. <laughs> oh, my, I spoiled it for everyone now. That's a spoiler. I do apologise. <laughs> uh, great performance from Brown. And now we go into Nick Powell for Vrancic. I thought Nick Powell uh, made a massive difference when he came on. I thought he played really, really well. He got stuck
1: in. Um, and he's getting a joint man of the match with me with an eight and he will make a huge difference now that he's back if he can stay fit I do think that the fact that he's back in the team will mean a massive difference to us with the remaining matches
0: coming up uh, I'm going to go on with a nine for Nick Powell uh, for Arden Hart, because he completely, completely changed the game he did he was—he he couldn't handle him, Uddersfield. And again, it's a player that we all know how good he is. We've missed him like anything. And when he came on, honestly, I even cracked a smile. It's—it's it's a big thing, and I thought he was brilliant. Apart from scoring a goal, I think he had a great appearance when he came on. And you know, he, he had such such a lot to do for the goal as well. Brilliant to see him back, isn't he? Yes, it is. it's great. Right, so now we'll move into the referee rating, as you want to bring it in.
1: Yes, I do want to do a referee rating, and um, I would like to say that in all my years of watching football, I've only ever seen one referee that I detested as much as I now detest this man. And you know this man has got, um, Gavin Ward has got a history of making very strange decisions, but to... um, Completely miss that tackle, which has become worldwide now. Uh, you know, everybody's seen it throughout the world. Uh, it, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, and I'm giving him a one for just getting on the pitch. How he managed to do that, I have no idea. But I thought he was awful. And the only one I disliked even more, a bit before your time, was a bloke called Pat Partridge who's no longer on this earth. And any Stoke fan of a certain age will know who he is
0: is it is it a little bit of a sneak peek is that something to do with ice cream seller uh
1: it's partly to do with an ice cream
0: seller partly to do with i think he was corrupt and partly to do with he was um not bs bh which means bloody hopeless <laughs> well obviously yeah if you you know costed as the fa cup but yeah i'm going to go in with a solid minus one actually for, <laughs> for gavin ward i thought he was absolutely pathetic and if i was the club I'd be a complaint in that he's, he is not welcome to a Stoke game again. Um, well,
1: you see, I'm just the opposite. I would love him to come to Stoke and rep at Stoke, only to um, appease my sp- spleen, which needs venting. Because, honestly, I'd just love to see how he handled a match at Stoke now. Because, let's be honest, he's got to raise his game somewhere. The, the unfortunate thing is, Ian, that... It doesn't matter now if anybody, if they take him out of the firing line for a few weeks, we've suffered. We should have been playing the team with ten men, possibly nine, you know, because he didn't just miss that. He missed a really nasty tackle on Jordan Thompson. He missed the penalty. We could go on and on and on. Uh, and, and also your mate, Jaden Philogene bedace he was very lucky to escape as well. So I think we've made our case for not having him ref us again, really.
0: No, yeah, but the problem is now you've said you want him again. You know it's going to be at the second leg of the playoff fi- playoff semi-finals. You just... Well, I don't, I don't
1: mind that and because it, 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 I think he will. Ha- he must know he owes us several, not just
0: one, several. And you know what'll happen? Bersie will come out. He'll fall over, blatant, blatant dive like off the old McDonald's advert. He'll give a penalty, ninety-fourth minute, bang, we we miss out, and Barnsley go into the playoff final. You know, it's 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 in the stars now. Because you've said that. We won't be Barnsley.
1: We won't be playing Barnsley in the semi-final. <laughs> well,
0: playoffs. you never know. You never know. It's going to be some <laughs> second half of the season then. He wants to win every game. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So yeah, we, we, that's enough about Ward. But yeah, another thing that annoyed me is that that, that lad is his name for the kickoff sounds like something that we've just been suffering for three years, and he scored the goal not long after he should have been sent off, which yes. is more of a boot in the stomach than anything else. Uh, right so we're now going to the overall stout rating what are we going to give it as a out of 10 uh, I'm going to give the overall team a 7 because
1: the first
0: half was awful uh, I'm going to give it a 6 because the first half was like was like pulling teeth and then the second half it did obviously come into life and I thought to be honest we should have won it on the second half performance in my opinion right the one you've been looking forward to Michael O'Neill what are we going to give him as a rating uh,
1: actually because his subs were so effective Michael O'Neill's getting an
0: 8 from me uh, he's getting a 9 from me actually because for the first time in a long time he made early subs and he actually worked rather than normal where he brings like for like on and nothing changes and then we can see the goal this time he's he's, he's, he's put it out there I think Allen was needed at the time I think we needed a, a, new, a new spearhead up front and Brown came on and Powell came on and, fit and put it all together for me I thought it was a good decision and yeah He's going he's gonna to get a nine from me, which is rare because a lot of the time I'm very judgmental, aren't I? Sometimes a bit over judgmental, aren't I, when it comes down to Michael O'Neill? Very. Well, I did, there's no need for that. Very, that's a bit harsh. Right, so now we're going to talk about, obviously, a very busy week when it comes down to the January transfer window. Did you expect this kind of amount of action from Stoke? I was thinking maybe one in and two out. But it's been it's been rapid fire four have come in. We we were having it on the verge of another one, and it looks like two or three might be going still.
1: Well, no, I didn't uh, because obviously the hands were tied. But I have to say that uh, with the wheeling and dealing that's been done, and he explained why he's been able to bring people in. I'm very pleased. I think the people he's brought in are um, are going to make a big difference and give us still hope of getting into that top six whatever you were laughing at and other people may think um you know people say there's no chance well if you'd have said to people that Nottingham Forest who were almost nailed on for relegation after about six matches at the start of the season are now looking like they're going to get into the playoffs then there's absolutely no reason why we can't go on a good run too I'm not saying we will but it's you know i think we've now got a much better squad and if if another one comes in that's maybe reported as is coming in um to add to the firepower then you've got to think that some people will go out i I think tom edwards will go um i think he'll go back to america so there's no pressing reason to do that straight away but i think stoke would prefer to sell him um and then you've got to look at tash and oakley booth i think he'll go out on loan i even think fox might go out on loan. And you look at the players that have come in, here and Ince is probably not going to get in the team now. He wants football. I feel sorry for him, actually, because he's played very well the last few matches. And then you've got Surridge. What's going to happen with Surridge? He isn't going to get a look in, so will they find a loan for him? And also, are they doing something behind the closed doors that means Seema isn't coming back? Because if Seema was coming back, yeah, it wouldn't probably be till April, but you can't believe that unless there's some sort of insurance uh, for, for Seymour's injury or somebody else is leaving they won't have the funds to bring in whoever it is that might come in but I, I think two or three will go out before
0: the, the window shuts Right, so we'll cover that one first obviously Tom Edwards we all have the hint and indication that he's going to be going out from what we're hearing from the club it, it's sounding like Stoke don't really want him anymore uh, apparently they've assessed him aren't they, over the last month well it
1: must be hard to I mean he got an injury so it's hard to assess him but Michael O'Neill strikes me as the sort of manager for whatever reason if somebody goes out on loan which will bring me back to Alfie Doughty in a minute if somebody goes on loan it tends to mean with him that unless it's a very young player that he's looking to offload them and I think that's what's going to happen with Tom I don't think he fancies Tom Edwards for whatever reason and I think he will want to offload him
0: yeah, I, I think, to be honest, a payment move would be best for me, personally. Um, I've, there was times where I wasn't impressed with Tom Edwards, but I think the Championship I think swallowed him, didn't he? I, I, can't, I can't remember when he broke through and he, he scored that cracking goal at the end of the season and then not, net didn't really do anything from that point onwards. I, I don't sort of rate him, to be honest, Tom Edwards. I think there's a decent player in him that might eventually spring, but to to be honest, I'd, I'd loan him again if it was my decision but lower him to League One, rather than chucking him in America and all that lot. Maybe a crew, or I don't know, or a Burton or something, somewhere nearby, because we know he's a home person, don't we? So, yeah. so that would suit him for more me, rather than you know getting rid of him, because I think there could be a decent player in there. We, we yeah, the we thing is I... though, Ian, if, if, if you're going to loan him out to a first division club, you're not going to cover your costs on him.
1: And, and with FFP as
0: it, it is at the moment, you need to cover your costs. So it's, it's all down to money again, is it, at this point? Because, yeah, it is, yeah. You know
1: it's
0: down to money. Right. Well, for me, I'd, I'd loan him out somewhere where he could actually start playing football and see if he can actually get confidence and become a good player. That That's just my opinion. I don't think you're going to get that in America. I think it's just a, a glammed up um, non-league division <laughs> for me. I'm not judging American football, but it pretty much is. You know, when Zlatan goes out at the age of 37 and scores pretty much a goal a game, it, it shows it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Right, so we move on to Morgan Fox, who said that one. Now, this one, if he does, does go, I'd rather it permanent because I've not rated him since he joined the club. I don't rate him at left-back, wing-back or centre-back. What would you do with Morgan Fox?
1: I think I would try and uh, find somebody to take him on loan and while we're talking at the moment um, I've just had a a message come across my phone to say that um, how's this for straight off the press that uh, Tom Edwards is looking like going back to New York Red Bulls on a one year loan Uh, there isn't an option to buy from what my sources just told me so there's one going out straight away.
0: Oh, the, the timing of that was seconds out. <laughs> I know,
1: yeah, but there you go. Well, at, least we're, uh, at least we know where we are now. In terms of Morgan Fox, where, where we were talking, I, I think Morgan Fox, the problem we've got with Morgan Fox is he's had so many injuries and his hamstrings are a bit sus. I think the only thing they'll be able to do is, is loan him out.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, another waste of time for me. Not good enough. If we want to get promotion, you're not going to do that with Morgan Fox especially as he's, he's just left a, a team that's got relegated, which proves there's no 10 there. Right, so who else were we talking about? tash Oakley-Booth. Now, this lad needs a loan.
1: Well, he'll be gone out on loan. I mean, he. he I think he'll go to somewhere like the 1st or 2nd Division. He, I, I, I believe there's, there's a skillful person there. Look, when we had him, it wasn't a, um, a massive thing to do, but I, I don't personally think he's, he's good enough for, for Stoke, and that's awful because... Um, he was playing with a group of players that weren't great when he's had his chance so I, I think he needs to go on loan with a view to uh, moving on but the club are desperate to get players off the books who, who they don't feel all, all stick in the first team so while you're on that you might, you might as well go whoever will take him and pay his wages he might as well go and I don't know how much his wages are but you'd, you'd like to think a first division club would take him uh,
0: Yeah I mean Tasha, It's one of them where he hasn't really had a great amount of chances, has he? He's had the odd game here, he's had the odd game there. He hasn't really had a run, has he, to show how good yeah. he can be. Uh, for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at maybe getting him out on a permanent basis at the end of it. So I think he needs a, a prospect loan like Suter had with, Acre, with, not Acre, with Fleetwood and other players that we've got out on loan doing the same thing. He needs, he needs a run of games. He needs to go They're somewhere coming. till the end of the season then maybe a full season after that just to get some first team football then bring him back and assess him see if there's a good player in there. You know, We know he did well for the youth levels of England um, we know he's done that. I was quite excited when we got him in from Tottenham but I just don't think he's ready yet for first team except obviously alone at a lower level where he can start getting confidence. He's barely played football as lad and he needs that opportunity to play and you know, a good place to be honest would be Vale or somewhere like that, just to get a season in him. You know, where he can see how he can do, see what he can do. He might dropping a low level might give him that confidence and start really impressing because he's just not doing it at Stoke at the moment, is he? And obviously, Michael O'Neill's not impressed because I think he's only made one appearance this season, or is it two? He hasn't played many.
1: Um, I think it's two.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, he's not getting the opportunities as he? he needs a loan spell. Yeah, he
1: does
0: absolutely. Right. So now we're going to the small rumours that are flying around about Stephen Fletcher. Rumours of Stephen Fletcher going out on a permanent basis to his old stunting grounds, Hibernian. Well, you, you know Stephen Fletcher when he came to
1: Stoke, I, I was mortified. I thought, what do we want him for? But he's class. He's, you can see he's been a class player. You can see he knows what to do. He's held the ball up well for us. Apparently he is really good with the younger players at Stoke. He spends ages talking to them. I think his time is finished at Stoke. Um, and I wish him well if he does go. But I'll be surprised if he does go.
0: Yeah, I think it's just blank rumour at this moment in time, isn't it, that he's going to go. There's also small links of Motherwell as well. Um, I just feel that... Yeah, for me, it's one of them. If he did go, I wouldn't mind. But I can't yeah. see it at this moment in time, to be honest. No. But it's one of them, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Right, so now we go going to the one that you mentioned last. The player that I don't really like talking about because he just gets me angry that we paid money for him. And that is... I've got to have to say his name. Surridge. Yeah,
1: he must be very frustrated
0: at Stoke at the moment. So are we.
1: He's not had the greatest amount of chances. Uh, but when he has had the chances he's not really cut it. When he came in and he started well, everybody was thinking, Wow, we've got a diamond here. Um again, he's a young lad, I think he might benefit from a loan if somebody wants him and I would let him go on loan. Um I don't I, I think it's too early to say he's been a waste of however many million two or whatever we paid for him. Uh but he definitely he definitely needs to go
0: out and get some match play experience? Um I'd send him Mactown, to be honest. Right. Um well are they called Is it Mac Town, FC, I'd send him there Because I think that's his level. I'm still not like him, do you I'm angry that we spent money on him. Now I've said this before in the past, like Fletcher, he's been alright Fletcher, but he he was free. Somebody in our club decided that that waste of yeah, the space there's nobody that's free. Well, you know what no, I mean, even, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Okay. You, we didn't yeah. we didn't buy him with fee because the fingers were sorry. It's two million plus his wages. Whereas Fletcher, there's a signing on fee and his wages. Signing yeah. on fees are, are normally fifty, you know, two hundred grand. They aren't they aren't big fees, but two million pounds were spent on this lad, and he yeah. can't shoot. Keith Scott is is sat at home laughing, saying I was crap. Look at this lad, <laughs> you, you know. The thing that annoys me is that we thought that Bournemouth's rubbish was worth buying. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got Seamer as well at
1: the moment, but we've
0: sort of dismissed him, haven't we? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. For me, Sorridge, get him out on loan. Vale, but saying that Vale wouldn't want him. Let's be honest. It, it, well, I don't think I don't think you should be that hostile towards the
1: lad. But um, we'll see. I, I, look, the thing is, who's going to want him?
0: I told you, Macclesfield FC. And, okay, we will we'll go with that. The, you know, they'll have him. You, you know, they um, can, have, they can yeah. have him, to be yeah, honest. okay. <laughs> Just absolutely, I, I, know, I know people should should sit there and say, you know, you're a bit harsh on him. He's eats crap. And I'm not, I'm not. We, uh, certainly,
1: from what we've seen so far, it doesn't look like he's going to um, burst the net for Stoke anytime soon
0: no, no he isn't, even in training apparently he's scarred him over the ball apparently Mr City the other week in training brilliant player 2 million, well spent uh, right, so now we're moving to Simi so what we, what what is going on with Simi it seems well, he's like been it, sent back
1: he's been sent back to uh, Brighton where he's now had an operation um, and Brighton is supposedly saying another 6 to 7 weeks or this was 2 weeks ago would be okay to play. Michael O'Neill immediately said he thought that was optimistic, which made me think, Hmm, I wonder if Stoke are trying to get out this or if there is some sort of insurance cover they can use. And I'm sure they will have it after insure a loan player, the same as they have to insure other players. And maybe I don't know, but maybe they can offset the the wages that they aren't paying him, may if insurance is paying him, on, on another player. But I don't think we'll see Seymour playing back at Stoke this season if I'm honest.
0: Uh, yeah, he's one of them. He? He's he's been unfortunate with injuries, but personally, I didn't think he wanted to come to the club in the first place. And you know, if we can cut that deal short, then that frees up quite a bit of money, and maybe another player could come in. So it, yeah, it, but it, what it makes player sense. would you have in? I mean, who would you
1: have in? I'd have a obviously if we are getting um, a forward.
0: I think we should be looking at a fullback. Hey, uh, I'd get a replacement. Yeah, for for Smith, that'd be my number one priority to be honest if we could get another player it's not number one priority you know but if we could get one more player i would look for a proper right wing back so we can go to a system where we play a good one because i just don't so you playing
1: as left back
0: yeah left back for me it would have been dowarty but obviously that's that's gone out the window but it's gonna have to be timing isn't it yeah but he isn't a left back so i wouldn't
1: mind whichever end they got a the
0: full back, but they need to get one yeah um so we'll talk about Alfie fidelity. I'm um, he, he...
1: surprised he's gone out on loan in a way because when he's come on the pitch, I think he's looked quite lively. Uh, but it's quite clear that uh, Michael O'Neill doesn't think he's doing enough or doesn't think he's going to get in the team at the moment. And he's now, while we're talking, he's playing for Cardiff or, or playing Nottingham Forest at the moment. And maybe he'll come back a much better player. But as I said earlier, uh, the track record of Michael O'Neill seems to be once you've gone out on loan... Uh,
0: you're gone. This is the thing that I don't, I don't understand, really, with Dougherty. I don't understand why... we've why. For me, I thought it was shooing that he was coming in to replace Tymon, but it seems like he's dropped out of favour, and I don't understand why.
1: Well, we don't see what happens on the training pitch, do we? No, we Back don't. That's the thing, we don't. So maybe he doesn't train well, maybe he doesn't show enough in training, or maybe he's just not what they want at the moment. I honestly don't know. I've heard nothing... About him uh, uh, doing anything wrong or being super uh, unfit, I've heard nothing at all. But clearly, O'Neill thinks hey, he's only a young lad as well. Maybe, maybe that going out on loan will be better for him for us next season. But it's a
0: weird one. Yeah, it's a very strange one, especially from going to a, to Cardiff as well, which I find strange. I thought if he if he had a good enough for us, he he wouldn't be good enough for a team like Cardiff, but they couldn't wait to sign him and couldn't wait to put him in. And to be honest, I think he's a better player than Tymon. I, I truly yeah. do. And I don't understand why he isn't playing. And if he can play for Cardiff, he can play for Stoke. And this is the thing yeah. I don't understand. I thought it was because of his injury problems or we were bleeding him in slowly. But he'll be playing week in, week out for Cardiff and they'll probably get try and get him at the end of the season. Because they have got plenty of money, Cardiff. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll
0: see. Very frustrating. Right, so now we'll move on to players coming in and this one's excited me a bit really because he's got a good reputation, not so much at the club he's at now but he did before he went to France and did alright last season on loan at Fulham and that's Josh Magic yeah, I
1: must admit I, I'm surprised my only concern would be I think he's hardly played this season um, So, and I think before that he, he had a lot of fitness problems, I just hope he isn't the second coming of Seema. But they've obviously done their homework on him. There'll obviously be uh, clauses about um, if he's not fit to play, etc. But anybody that can bolster the attack, it's quite clear that you know with Powell and Jacob Brown and Fletcher, that not one of them, and, and Powell doesn't need to be because he's not a striker, but not one of them are getting up to your 10, 15 goals a season that we need from at least three players to 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 get any better. And I think. Uh, I think Stoke are looking to increase the goals output, which is what we need to do. I mean, we've strengthened the defence. If this guy comes, and I don't know that he is, but it seems to be um, everybody's talking about him coming, so it must be way down the road. People are saying he's had a, he's already had a medical. Um, then I'll let's just hope he goes for it. And I remember him playing for Fulham, and I thought he was a decent player.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this because he is a good player. I remember him from Sunderland when he broke through and he, he couldn't stop scoring. And that's it lo- right. And it, it looked like he was going to take Sunderland straight back up from League One. And then, yeah, of Kevin course.
1: Kevin Jones
0: did that for Sunderland. <laughs> Kevin Jones, that's another blast from the past, that is. Still, oh, a top ever goal, goal scorer in Europe, you know. Kevin Jones. Yeah, there. I know. Incredible, what a player. Maggi, quick, strong and and knows where the back of the net is yet yeah, he's had a lot of fitness problems but I think it's a lot to do with that he's sick of life and wants to get away from France rather than that he's just not playing well, he, he hasn't played all well for Bordeaux because he just doesn't want to be there he thought the Fulham loan was going to end up a deal, which he yeah. didn't um, but he, he played well for Fulham, I know he only scored three goals but I, I know one of, that, one of them was two in one game and he only played 15 games in the Premier League. I think seven of them were substitutes, and he scored three goals. So, yeah. and he's still young. And I know that it's a £3.5 million um, deal at the end if we want to get him on a permanent basis. Right. So, that's exciting news for me because it obviously means that that's it for FFP. Woohoo! Money spending! 60 million next year. To right. Expense. well,
1: you explain to me then what's happening with FFP?
0: Right, from, this is what my understanding is of, of FFP. You can spend three years earning, you basically have three years to spend whatever your income is over the three years that you're going to be spending. So yeah. the way it is, we'll, we'll look at the way Villa have done it in Bournemouth for doing it this season. They're spending a three years' worth of money in one season to try and get back in the Premier League and then... It doesn't matter once you're up there. Villa did it. Villa did it where they just spent every year till they went back up. They didn't really care. <laughs> they didn't care what yeah. penalties we were hit with. So for me, if we want to want to have a go, we're going to have to spend, but we're going to have to spend this time, and I mean this time, very wisely. If we do spend, Right. is what my gathering of it is. So it's it's free. You basically get judged over how much you spend over a three-year period. This time we're stoked, because of COVID, it was extended to four, which is why we couldn't spend this season. But next year, from everything I understand, we can spend whatever we want as long as we can justify it over the three-year period.
1: Well, I
0: look forward to that. So what, so what, what do you reckon? Do you reckon this could be the padlock off and a bit of money being spent, or do you reckon it's going to be stingently run? As we'd say. Well,
1: I think I certainly don't think the owners are going to go down the route that they went down before of uh, chucking money, money, and more money at it. But I don't think the owners um, will not spend. I think the owners want well, the owners want the club back in the Premier League, and they've they've got enough money to do it. So I think it'll be somewhere between the two. I don't think we'll be as profligate as we were previously, but I don't think we'll be shopping in the basement as we have done for the past. You, know, you look at the team now and, and even though you look at the team now and you go to other clubs and you think, Well, I wouldn't have many of their players in our squad, it's not what we used to in the past few years. So I think it's gonna be part way between the two.
0: I'm hoping we spend. I, I, I am. I'm hoping we spend, but you know, with Sam Surridge, it has wor- it has worried me again that I don't trust them when it comes down to money again. And I don't until until I see a drastic improvement on what we're spending on, the players that are coming in. I know at the moment we're buying a lot of, you know, bargain basement, as you call it. But for me, with a lot of players going in the summer, and play, big players on big wages as well could be going this summer, I think mean, Benny Phoebe's one, Ince's another, Joe Allen's another. You know, there's a lot of our big earners are going to be gone at the end of the season, so it's a perfect time to spend for me, where it's a complete fresh start as well and giving Michael O'Neill that freedom to go, for me, 20 million would do for me. A budget of yeah. 20 million, go out and go out and get seven or eight players that you think are good enough and can improve as drastically. Imagine maybe being one of the impresses on loan. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the future if, if we can spend again and start finally building a team that we look at and go, yeah, we're, we're a good side again. Players we've got like Fox and Fletcher and, and others, even though they have been all right players, but they aren't players that are going to go, bang, goal, 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 you know, like Mark yeah, Steen sure. and, and Sharon used to do. And, you know, another thing you have to look at is Bournemouth are on the verge of signing Norwich's best player who were in the Premier League. Yeah. And that's that's, that's incredible to me when, when a, a championship club is getting a Premier League club's best player. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: well, hopefully
0: next year
1: we'll be doing the same if we haven't gone up.
0: Well let's hope we do go up obviously that kill two birds one stone then cause we'd be free of FFP and we're in the Premier League with £180 million spent you know we'll get messier yeah, job done Job done Champions, Champions League, League, League here we then. come everybody get excited yeah. get drop macron and we'll have that Castore. But Yeah, whatever Right, so now we'll move into the next match which you're going to have to remind me of Ange It's the James McLean derby it's Wigan in the FA Cup Oh Oh, this is going to be exciting. Are you going, Ange? Of course, are you? Yeah, I'm going. I can't wait for this one. James McLean. And I think, how many are the unbeaten now, Wigan?
1: I have no idea, but um, I think it's a few. And um, you have to say that they're bringing about 4,000 people with them. So they've got the whole of the away end virtually. Um, we're leaving one stand shut. So we're probably guaranteed a bigger gate than we had against Lake Norrient. But it's not going to be an easy game, you know.
0: I don't think it is going to be an easy game because what I read earlier on is that Wigan are unbeaten at 19.
1: Yeah, so they
0: do a loss then. So, so they are dual loss, but James McLean frightens me, to be honest, when he's up for it. Because every time, as we know of him in a shape every time he does seem to be up for it, he scores. So I'm a bit, a little bit, and we don't see, tend to do well against Wigan as well. They've yeah. shocked us every time. From what I remember yeah. in the Premier League yeah. when we looked like we could have broke into the top six at one point and we thought, right, here we go, an easy win. And I think their left back scored a goal the from tweeter. his own off. Yeah. So yeah. you know, what what do we reckon to this one? I reckon Stoke
1: will win three one. Three one? So you're
0: getting in for a big win? I am. You're getting in for I think Stoke will do really, really well, um, and they'll win three one.
1: I think it'll be a much better atmosphere. I can't countenance as losing, Um, I think we really need to do well in this because now you've got a lot of players who want to play in the team, you'll probably mix and match the team next week, Um, but I think it's really important for the football club to to get confidence going again.
0: Yeah, we need a win, we we desperately need a win, we haven't won for a while now, Um, there's a lot of negativity on on my pages, on the Potters page if people haven't joined, get yourself on. There's a lot of negativity around at the moment with Michael O'Neill and what's been going on. I, I, I sort of understand bits of it and there's a lot of it sometimes. I think you're just going a bit too far now, aren't you? Yeah,
1: you well, don't... I mean, all fans get toxic when they're losing. We've got our own toxic section. You know, it, I, I, I heard... Please wash your mouth out or wash your ears out when you're listening to this. I heard a little bit of praise and grumble last night after the Vale played. And they'd want and they were criticising their team, and I thought, this is just like our fans. You don't that's what you do, there's always something wrong. I mean, I didn't quite enjoy hearing them criticising their team, but um, it's just it's just the way potash people are. If you can find a negative out of a positive, you will. It's like saying, I think I've said this to you before, I've found a quid, put it one to fiver. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the way we are as a, as an area.
0: I know we are are a bit of a negative bunch aren't we the Staffordshire, well Stoke mainly, we are a bit of a negative bunch, it doesn't matter what happens there's always something better, especially Viper, we've mentioned Viper before haven't we we, on the podcast, you you didn't think he was real, he definitely is real, definitely real (laughs) and um, I tell you what he's one of the most miserable men I've ever met, but in a good way if you know what I mean. Yeah, a good miserable. Yeah, he's like Carl Pilkington but not as funny. Right. <laughs> if you if you know we <laughs> Uh so yeah, so that's the next match coming up. We'll obviously do a podcast at the end of that and Hey, so, what's your prediction? My, oh I've I've got a feeling on a one 0 win. Oh, it's okay, so long as it's a
1: win.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Campbell as well. I, okay, I think Campbell's good. Right, so before we go we'll talk about the ladies and then we'll wrap up another podcast then. An. Right, well, today is a very good day. Very good. Because
1: cool. the first team have beaten Sheffield two one. They dominated from minute one. So you know that's that's not bad, is it? And the reserves, they beat Bedworth Bedworth United. Where's Bedworth? near Coventry. I, I
0: think that's made up. To be honest. <laughs>
1: Bedworth United four right? one. Come on,
0: the ladies. And
1: for the reserves, Polly Barrow, Will Short, and Suckley who scored two, scored the goals for Stoke. So you know they've won. Get in. Champions
0: League, here we come. Champions League for the ladies, here we go. We've got getting the WSL first for that, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and it's isn't it weird, Ange, that when the men stop winning, the women win, but when the men are winning, winning the women are losing. What, what? Yeah, well, you can't have it all well, worse. You know, it's, it seems like, you know, it's a strange, it? it's one of them. But anyway, that's another one done, Ange. Thanks for jumping on board. excited? It's finished.
1: I'm
0: always excited it's finished and it means I can hang up on you now. Very good, very good. Well, after that rudeness, it's another one done. If you like the podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just put in the Potters podcast, you'll find it's easy. Give us a like, give us a share around so your friends can join too. There's also a Potters group page, which you just type the Potters in, you'll find it easy. Just a quick question, who your favourite player is. If it's a Stoke player, get in. If it isn't, you won't get in. If you if you want to follow us on anything else, obviously through your favourite podcast platform, and if you're on iTunes, you, it would be very much appreciated if you could put a five-star review in and give us a nice comment. It means a lot to me. I always like reading them. I always make a big deal about it, and you'll get a mention on the podcast next week too. So thanks for listening. To All the best.